It is the 19th of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Doreen Nabanja. The civil society organizations have asked government officials and security operatives to respect human rights while enforcing law and order. Over the weekend, US issued travel ban to a number of government officials citing human rights abuse during elections. The executive director of civil society budget advocacy group Julius Mukunda says sanctions should send a message to leaders that it's criminal to violate human rights. We are signatory to most of the international human rights conventions and as such we are expected to maintain those standards. So if we are not up to those standards to which we committed ourselves to, then there is a price to pay as a country. It's unfortunate that we have reached this level. Let us not be in a denial mode. Let us face these situations and address them. Meanwhile, the executive director Citizen Coalition for Electoral Democracy in Uganda, SEDU, Charity Ahimbisiwe and Kenneth Paul Kakande of the National Unity Platform, NUP, says leaders should be exemplary in defending human rights. Article 38 allows for ordinary citizens to participate in the governance of their country. So when they come out to express their opinion and to decide who they support, it doesn't mean they should lose their lives in the process of democracy. Although it's not strong enough because not going to U.S. may not affect many of them, but I believe it is sending a signal that when you are doing certain acts, you have to reflect and follow the law. And we in democracy, when there is an election, there are procedures and laws which must be followed. But if you use the instruments of power to oppress those who are contesting against you, then you must know there are repercussions. In another story, the head of skills development facility at the private sector foundation, Ruth Binzika, has called for overhauling of the PPDA Act to provide for small contracts to be awarded to young people. She says that currently the Act does not favor the young people because they do not have enough funds, yet they want to do business. Binska adds that government should give priority to young people when awarding small contracts. When you look at the PPDA regulations, despite the fact that now they are, we are talking about Bubu, but Bubu goes to also young people. The way the regulations are, do not give any competitive advantage to a young person, you realize that even small contracts are given to very big companies. Eh? Some small things that should actually be done by young people are being given. And then it demoralizes these people. They don't see any hope. Remember, government is the biggest buyer. Now, since they are representing, they have the mandate of looking at the public procurement regulations. They need to look at even if you may getting a, a subcounted headquarter at 5 million, 10 million, you open it up to so many people. Those should basically be for young people. Meanwhile, Alozias Chiribachi, the head of development at Swiss Contract, observed the need to come up with a skills fund to help young people access credit. You've already heard other people mentioning, and this is really a very good thing, that we need to start what we call a skills fund. So if government, together with the donors and private sector, we can start a skills fund that is going to help this country to have more skills. You know, Uganda developed a skilling Uganda program, but we've only tried to end at skilling. But people also require 
require access to financial resources which can enable them to do a lot of work and start many big programs. So by having a skills fund, it is going to support in developing this. Police in Rukunjiri are investigating the circumstances under which a grandson stabbed his grandfather, killing him instantly. Eli Mate, the Chigezi Regional Police spokesperson, identifies the deceased as Bargahare Benat, age 74, of Kanyachende village, Bugangadi sub-county Rukunjiri district, who was last night attacked by his grandson, Kamwesi J. Jackson, a boy aged 30 of the same address. It's alleged that Kamwesije, who was a casual laborer at his grandfather's home and that he was demanding his wages and ended up getting a knife stabbing him in the presence of his wife, Tugumisirize Edisa, aged 73. Mate says Kamwesije is now on the run as investigations are ongoing. This younger man who was doing a casual work in the home of the deceased demanded his wages and because he was not paid, he decided to get a knife and stabbed the victim in the neck to death. He's on the run knowing that he has done bad and of course we must hunt for him to ensure that he must answer for what wrong he has done. That is what I have been advising our people that if they could learn to sit on a round table or use a relevant local leaders in their places to handle their grievances, it would be better than taking law into own hands. Uganda Consumers Protection Awareness Association has threatened to sue UNBS for failing to protect Ugandans against substandard and counterfeit products on the market. Mulwani Taminwa, the chairperson of the association, says most of these products are from foreign countries and wonders how they enter the market. He adds that they are currently compiling a list of all individuals who have suffered losses and will ask for their compensation, among other demands. We think UNBS, as a responsible government institution, it has failed to do its job. Soon, we are going to call upon all consumers to join us because we are planning to take UNBS to court. Consumers are victims. Some of them, they have lost their life. Because as consumers, we don't have the capability to detect to know that this product is a substandard product. When you are seeking for redress, there must be compensation because even some people need to be treated and some people have lost their life. That is compensation. In our sports newscast today, the 2021 FUFA Women's Super League season kicks off today at FUFA Technical Center with 10 teams taking part. The league will be played in form of a gala where 10 teams are divided into two groups and the top two teams after group stage will qualify for the semi-finals and later finals. Group 1 has Kampala Queens, Kawempe Muslim Ladies, Makere University, Toro Queens and Uganda Matas Lubaga. While Group 2 has Lady Doves, She Corporate, Olira High School, UCU Lady Cardinals and Isra Soka Academy, WFC. Uganda Matas Dubaga captain Namugera Gloria says they have been training well despite COVID-19 challenges and the teammates are ready to win the trophy. And with that story, we have come to the end of the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. Have a wonderful day.